This is Frank Dominguez for WDAV's Piedmont Arts. Since late June, the Eastern Music Festival has been presenting classical music concerts in Greensboro with a roster of world-class musicians under the direction of maestro Gerard Schwartz. It's been a summer tradition in the triad since its modest founding as the Guilford Musical Arts Center in the early 1960s. The grand finale of the current season is Saturday, July 27th at 8 p.m. in Dana Auditorium at Guilford College, with the Eastern Festival Orchestra performing a concert that includes Richard Strauss's An Alpine Symphony and also the Brahms Piano Concerto No. 2, with my guest as soloist. It's a pleasure to welcome Horacio Gutierrez, who joins me now on the telephone. Hola, Señor Gutierrez, and thanks for speaking with me. Very glad to do so, Frank. Very glad. Before we talk about the work you're going to perform, I'd like to ask you about your feelings regarding performing at festivals like this one, or, or maybe even this one in particular, if you've played here before. How does it compare to playing a concert during a symphony orchestra's regular concert season, for example? Well, um, first, I have played in the uh, Eastern Music Festival on two previous occasions, once in 2003 and most recently in 2017, two years ago. And um, it's a wonderful, wonderful festival, and I enjoy summer festivals actually more than playing on subscription series because, number one, the people that attend uh, the summer festivals really want to hear the music. They, they're there because they want to. They're not subscribed. So right away, it's a very uh, responsive, uh, perceptive audience that you're getting. And the whole atmosphere is more informal because, um, you know, it's the summertime and and people are dressed more informally, and uh, so it's a, it's a real pleasure. And, and uh, it doesn't change the goals of making great music, but it it enhances and it adds to the to the experience by making it a, a much more relaxed and enjoyable time. I understand you're also giving a master class where while you're in uh, in Greensboro. I always love to do master classes. Um, I mean, I I, I, I love teaching. I, I love. Uh, uh, listening to young uh, artists and, and uh, uh, trying to guide them and trying to make suggestions to, to help them grow uh, in, in both in interpretation and in, in their technical uh, abilities. Um, in this case, uh, it's a couple of days. It's July 25th. It's two days for the concert. And they will tell me uh, the number of students. Usually it's about three, perhaps four. And uh, they will give me the repertoire maybe a week beforehand. And so I'll, when I go, I already know what they're going to be playing, and um, and then I listen to them and, and make some suggestions depending on 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 the, on the student. And uh, it's a it's a very uh, uh, rewarding both for the student, uh, hopefully uh, they get something out of it, and for uh, for the for the artist as well, because it's it's very nice to listen to young people uh, striving to to make great music, and uh, you have a responsibility when you hear them to guide them and and help them make that possible. You and I share a common Cuban heritage, although I was born in the United States around the time Fidel came to power, whereas your family came here fleeing from Castro's regime. So what can you tell me about that experience, especially given that you were a prodigy who had performed with the Havana Symphony at age 11? I imagine it must have really uh, rocked your world, so to speak, to have to leave home. You know, it's uh, yes. We left in in uh, June of 1961, and um, it, it was a very difficult experience, particularly for my parents, because I mean I was only 12 years old when I left, and uh, shortly before my 13th birthday, 
already built a life there and worked there, and they had their family and and, and friends, and and, and uh, it, it was a very tough thing to leave their country and, and leave all of that behind and 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 start a new life uh, in the United States. Uh, from my point of view, I was very glad because I always had dreamed of coming to the United States to to uh, study uh, either at Curtis. When, and, and then a Juilliard. So for me, it was a. It was a. I mean, I I I I felt later as years went by, very appreciative and, and very badly for what my parents went through, all the difficulties they 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 went through. But for me, it was really uh, uh, an adventure. It was difficult, but it was a, a a a an adventure in the sense that I I was in a new country, new language, studying with wonderful teachers and. and uh, uh, I have to say that that uh, it, it was a very positive thing to have to have left when when we did. It really makes you appreciate uh, the uh, incredible courage it takes for uh, people with families to move from one country to another to make their children's lives better. It is a very very difficult thing, and it's a, a very courageous thing. But I tell you something: the generosity that this country has uh, was also a a very important thing. For, for myself and for my family. We, we met some wonderful people that were very, very helpful and uh, very encouraging and, and uh, uh, very loving for somebody that had just come and, 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 and didn't know anybody. And uh, that has always remained with, with not only with, with me, but with my sisters and, and, and my mother, who's still alive, and who might be coming to the concert, by the way. <laughs> oh, I hope she makes it. It is 92. <laughs> Good for her. You've received particular acclaim for your performances and recordings of the romantic piano repertory. So the Brahms you're going to be playing with the Eastern Music Festival is right in your wheelhouse, so to speak. Other than when it was written, what makes this concerto romantic with a capital R? And, and what do you try to bring to it that's unique to you? The, the Brahms is and will continue to be for many years to come uh, one of the most challenging and rewarding pieces that a pianist can play. It is tremendously difficult in the sense that it has technical things that are almost impossible to play, frankly. I mean, uh, they're very awkward, very unpianistic, uh, but Brahms meant them, so we have to do it. Um, from the musical standpoint, it's, 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 a, it's like climbing a, a, a great mountain. I mean, you on the way to the top, you find pathways, you find views, you find vistas, you you find, uh, uh, of course, from emotionally speaking, different emotions, melancholy, grandeur, uh, wit, uh, lyrical poetry in, in the third movement, which is actually almost a double concerto because it has a, a prominent cello solo. So it's really a, a duo for cello and, and, and piano and, and, of course, orchestra. So all of those things will always remain in this work uh, to challenge any serious pianist at some point will have to come to terms and uh, try to wrestle with this piece. As far as what I bring to it individually, you know, it's very hard to answer because you always you you attempt to um, make the the to, to follow the, the composer to follow what he asks and, and God knows he asks a lot. I mean, tremendous uh, to, to to be to take care with the phrases, with the tempos, with the textures, with the dynamics, with the agogics, all of these things you you have to respect. Now, after you do all of that, of course, your personality is going to shine through no matter what. But I never try to sort of say. 
when I approach a, a, any piece of music, let's see what I can do to make it my own or different. No, I think that's, that's some, some people, I, I think, perhaps do that, but um, I, I feel that we have a duty as interpreters. We're not the composers. The composer wrote, and he, he wanted it to go in a certain way. Now, if once you observe those things and you attempt in trying to follow what the score says, of course your personality comes through. That's the magic of it. Because if you hear great performers playing this piece, you will find that they, they, you, can, you can hear what, that, what their personality is, but always at the service of the music. Yeah, it seems like putting the composer and the music first uh, is the right way to go, not only in terms of uh, interpreting the music and communicating with the audience, but giving yourself the room to express who you are. Right. And also, uh, the composer took great pains and great thought uh, to, to write down what he, what he wanted. Now, I mean, there's other music, for you know, there's lesser, quote, in quote, lesser music or less serious music or more display music where you can... Uh, you know, take more liberties and, and uh, you know, it's almost indicated or, or it's almost expected that you will do something uh, that, that's your own sort of turn or twist uh, on, on the score, you know. But in something like, like Brahms' Second Piano Concerto, uh, you really have a task to observe and to follow and to really uh, do justice to the demands that he wrote in the music. You've received a lot of praise and been recognized with numerous honors during your career, including the silver medal at the International Tchaikovsky Piano Competition and an Avery Fisher Prize. It's not hyperbole to say that you're one of the great pianists of our time. So looking back over your accomplishments as a musician, what brings you the most satisfaction? The music. You know, when it comes down to it, I mean, God knows it's wonderful to to be successful, and it is wonderful when, when you play, and, 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 and of course, uh, you, you get praise uh, and, and uh, uh, applause and, and appreciation, all of those things, absolutely. I mean, they are why we, we perform for people. We don't perform just in our living rooms. But after all is said and done, and after the concert is over, and after years go by, and you've done this a number of times, it's the music itself that keeps it fresh, that keeps you challenged, that keeps you inspired. No doubt about that. If you, if you don't uh, follow, if, if you don't have that spirit, that quality uh, of, of the special bond that uh, an interpreter has towards the music that he's performing, you really don't have much. You have to have that, and, and that's what keeps me going, and that's what keeps me inspired, and I think it will until I die. My guest has been Horacio Gutierrez. He'll be the soloist when the Eastern Festival Orchestra performs the Brahms Piano Concerto No. 2 for the concluding concert of this summer season, which also includes Richard Strauss's An Alpine Symphony, all under the baton of festival director Gerard Schwartz. And Horacio Gutierrez is also giving a master class on Thursday, the 25th of July at 4 p.m. on the uh, Eastern Music Festival Guilford College campus. You'll find a link to more information about the concert from the Piedmont Arts page at WDAV.org. Horacio Gutierrez, muchísimas gracias y que tengas una visita buena y un gran éxito. Thanks for speaking with me. Gracias a usted. <laughs> for WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez.